a singular scene. When I arrived at the following passage, I marveled and laughed. Quote, The scene produced on me a singular effect. The only one of my color in a damp and gloomy cavern surrounded by Negroes with the aspect of demons, balanced, as it were, upon the edge of a bottomless gulf, and every now and then threatened by a deformed dwarf, by a hideous sorcerer upon whose striped garments and pointed cap the fading light shone faintly, yet protected by a tall negro who was standing at the only point from which daylight could be seen. It appeared to me that I was at the gates of hell, awaiting the conflict between my good and evil angels, to result in the salvation or the destruction of my soul, as though assisting at a conflict between the good and evil spirits." Unquote. Marveled, because what a moment. This, among all the scenes in Bugjargal, Habibra and Doverni grappling over the gulf, may be the one that stands out most vividly in the reader's memory. Laughed, because this pause for reflection on where we have come seemed almost self-congratulatory on Hugo's part. I don't really think that's what he was doing, though if he was, I wouldn't really blame him but it made me chuckle to think of him as stopping to say, Behold the drama I have wrought. So, let's do some beholding, and examine the context around the conditions in which Doverny has found himself in this moment, taking a few phrases from his reflection. In a damp and gloomy cavern. I was spellbound by this novel in part because I found myself transported to an exotic and extraordinary world. In my commentaries, I've spent little time discussing the elaborately rendered setting of the story, but that was something that contributed significantly to my enjoyment of it. From the conflagration sweeping over the savanna, where, quote, a tongue of fire curls round the stems, and, in another instant, the whole becomes one mass of golden-colored fire, unquote. To the waters of the Grande Riviere, quote, concealed by garlands of lianas, mingling the shoots of one bank with the other and recrossing in a thousand ways, forming on the stream a network of verdure, unquote. To the wild and savage valley, quote, a large green plain, imprisoned by walls of bare rocks and dotted with clumps of pines, Indian wood, and palm trees, unquote. To this cavern, where we pause for this reflection, a subterranean hall where the roof rose into the shape of a dome covered with the moss of a yellowish hue, where the crevice was fringed by trees gilded with rays of the sun, and where an old tree with knotty roots hung over the brink of a waterfall descending into a deep abyss. Surrounded by Negroes with the aspect of demons. We've seen the slaves indiscriminately slaughter the colonists and their families, We've seen the griot dancing their lascivious dances and thrusting their instruments of torture into the fire. We have seen Biasu command a captive to murder his own comrades, kill an innocent man simply because he might betray his secrets, threaten Doverny with torture, and plot against his fellow insurrectionist leaders if doing so can make him rise above them in the ranks. Threatened by a deformed dwarf Doverny's life is in the hands of the devilish Habibra, the strangely formed dwarf with hair of red curly wool 
spindly legs of a spider, and ears so large he could wipe his eyes with them if he wept. He is a quack healer who dispenses phony remedies and declares of those who die that they were traitors and their death was a judgment. He is a pretended prophet who uses his predictions opportunistically to augment his own power. And he is a sinister revenge seeker who takes a chilling delight in thrusting a dagger into his master's heart and who would rather see Dauverny die than live himself. Protected by a tall negro. And there, summoned by Dauverny's frantic cry, is that Gibraltar of a man we heard whispers of from the start. The great Bugjargal, a man of Herculean strength, dauntless courage, devoted love, fierce loyalty, and fundamental humanity. He leads the slaves to liberty, endures the torture of an unrequited love, risks his life for his rival, and sees, in the soul of a seeming enemy, a hero, a friend, and a brother. At the gates of hell, awaiting the conflict between my good and evil angels. I think Hugo saw humanity hovering on a precipice, between that unjust terror and sublime revolution, between Habibra and Bugjargal and he dreamed of a future in which the good angels would triumph. This scene and this whole novel produced upon me a singular effect, and Hugo would be right to revel in his creation.' 